welcome everyone to the Outtakes Movie Podcast. I'm Simon. We are still going on a quest to go through every single movie ever made and objectively rank them best to worst of all time. I'm joined by a, a spooky, spooky crew. It's not even October yet. What have you done to us, Joe? You've thrown us up completely. Amelia, how's things? Hello, I'm back. I'm so sorry about last week, guys. I won't be falling asleep during this one if I can help it. <laughs> I mean, we'll see it if you do. Just slowly oh, start sliding thing. down the chair. like. <laughs> Joe, what's going on, man? That's all right. I've not got my hat this week. I realized it looked a little bit from certain angles. Like, yeah. If you missed, for example, the beginning when I showed the Mario sign, when I was just chilling, it looked too much like the Make America Great hat. Yeah. Make America a Great Again hat. So Ooh. it can serve me that, so I'm not going to wear it. It's an association uh, I have with all red hats now. Whenever I see one, I'm, I'm like, oh, are problem, you? Yeah. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> and Jacob, <laughs> well, it, yeah. what's going on? Hi, um, I'm, I'm good. I'm also here. Sick. So this week we are covering the Vitch or the Witch or however they want to call it. Uh, and that was released over here in the UK on 11th of March, 2016. So before I hand off to Joe... I want to have a quick look into the world of pop culture. What was going on? So in the music charts, it's basically all just the names we know, but with songs that I don't recognize. So I've picked out four that I do. Uh, so at number 20, oh my God, I've not, <laughs> I've not noted down any of the numbers by that one. <laughs> Lol, just guess. At number 20 was uh, Sia with Cheap Thrills. I reckon that's a pretty decent tune. So Bop, I, I like cheap it. Thrills. At some point after that was uh, Stressed Out 21 Pilots. So we were in the kind of like oh, man, everything show. sad period of music, but not quite because above that was Love Yourself by Bieber. So he was in his signed by Def Jam in his like house phase and somewhere above that, I think number four. So that's coming into my head. Lush Life, Zara Larson, a song I actually still listen to, not on the reg, but I don't skip it, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Pretty fun. In the world of cinema, no. We'll, we'll, do that. we'll do that last. That's relevant. That's relevant. In the world of video games, there was two games that came out uh, on, the, on March the 11th. One of them was, you remember that last Hitman game that was like an episodic? Uh, which one? The first or the second one? The first one. The first one. The first episode uh. came out. And uh, so that was on everything. And on PC, um, they released the port of WWE 2K16 a game that came out just as I was getting into wrestling. And I thought, I'll try this. Why not? Personal anecdote. My total playtime for that game is 174 hours. So Ooh. I probably Ooh. got my money's worth. <laughs> That's like, what? Three straight weeks? What did you say? 170 something. 174 hours. Yeah, that's over three straight weeks. It's not three straight weeks. 20. Wait. No, it's not. It's, it's, is it a full I'm week? I'm getting that all wrong. I think I'm it might be a full week. 24, 48, 60 something. 72. Whatever, too long on a wrestling it's a game. Lot. It's a lot yeah. of time. And that, that's just one of them. I, I don't want to reveal my total for all the ones that I have bought. Anyway, in the world of cinema, it was a weird month. So starting from the actual same day, you could have either seen The Witch or Grimsby. Which Yeah. Yeah. I kind of I thought that was gonna be okay, and then I just heard the bit where they like hide inside a an elephant. Remember that? I've not seen it. I Vaguely, I, I didn't put there's, myself through that. There's a bit uh, where they're, they're to escape um, 
some bad guys. I think it's an elephant. They hide inside an elephant's vagina. Right. And then didn't Ace yeah. Ventura do that in the nineties? Yes, but did Ace Ventura then get fucked by the elephant? Uh, so that by by another elephant that came along. No. There, then they were like, oh, elephants can uh, mate for hours at a time. We've got to get out of here. Oh, let's help this elephant. So they they they, they jacked off an elephant while in. Su- Sorry to bring the tone down this early on. Peak but. comedy. Fucking so you could have seen Grimsby. Uh, if you'd have waited a little bit further in the month to the 18th, you could have seen Allegiant, the Divergent sequel oh, slash threequel. Oh, I don't know how many they made of those. Yeah. One of them. I'd watched half the first one and then it was one of the few films I actually like zoned out while at the cinema. Like I was watching with my mates and I was like, this is so shit. I cannot, I physically cannot bring my attention to watch it anymore. <laughs> so I zoned out. I think that's fair. It was... And if you were still on the edge about watching The Witch by the March 25th, you could have maybe seen that or (laughs) My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2. Nice. Good God. A good variety of films there. Yeah. So nice. uh, Weird month, weird time. Regardless, the movie we're talking about today is The Witch, none of those. Joe, take it away. Like I've told you guys before we started, I've got some notes. But there's, I mean, there's a lot to talk about the film anyway. Um, the film itself, there's not much story, but we'll get into it. It's good. Yeah, so The Witch, um, or as the poster writes it, it's the the the, the, the Witch with, a, with two Vs making a W. I think there's a reason for that. I feel like it's something to do with the folklore or something, but I forgot to research it. Well, I, um, I, I think there's a, a maybe answer for this, maybe. So, like, you know how we say W for a, for a W? Sure. Right. It, it doesn't really look like that. It looks like two Vs, like, stuck together. Yeah, they in say that in languages, German. Double V. Yeah, like, in, in French, they say double V, which is double V. Mm-hmm. That might have something to do that with it. That might have been, yeah. I don't know, but... Yeah. It could have been that that's how they wrote it back in, back in the day. That's also true. In the true. Uh, 1600s, yeah, so... I found and it you, in a Google. You Googled it. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that's funny. I didn't, I didn't Google Put it. Put him so. to shame. He used the double V spelling of the witch... Because the large typeface was often used in the period writings, has, uh, quote, I thought it was nice and transportative. The word, that word. Transformative? Well, there you Transpo- go. That's the one. Cool. Um, so, yeah, it's called The, the, the Witch with two Vs, um, A New England Folktale. That's the, I wouldn't say it's the, the full title, but it's the title that's on the poster. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so what you said, but this came out, it came out initially in 2015. Um, and it was Robert Eggers' feature directorial debut. So before this, he'd he'd worked on a few short films. Um, one of them was like a, a retelling of Hansel and Gretel, and it was in black and white, and it was it was like a silent film. Okay. Um, and then he did another one, which was like a I forgot what it was about. I think it was about Edgar Allan Poe or something. It was about him and stuff. That was also. Like the whole thing was, is all of his films are like historical films, so he's never done anything. I mean, as far as I could see, and everything he's directed has always been historical piece. Um, so I mentioned it last week. The last film he did was The Lighthouse, which came out last year with Willem Dafoe and Robert Patterson, um, which I've heard is very good. Um, but kind of between him doing his short films and him doing The Witch, he was doing a lot of Pro, um, like production design stuff 
So that's kind of where a lot of his uh, expertise kind of came from. Um, but yeah, so a lot of his films based kind of on like folklore and stuff like that anyway. Um, okay, so the cast itself, right? Actually, you know what? No, before we do cast, what we'll do is I want to talk briefly about that. We'll do our, I'm going to maintain our kind of tradition of talking about the budget. So if you already know, if you already know what it is, then, you know. I have no idea. No clue. No, same. Okay. <clears throat> so, okay, well, guess budget first then. What do we reckon the budget is? Oh, I reckon film? it's very low. For this film? I've, yeah. I, I'm going to say, I've got two numbers. I'm going to be risky. I'm going to say six million. I, my other number was going to be 11, but I'm going to say six. Yeah. I'm, okay. It's going to be around that, like less than 20, I reckon, almost guaranteed. But... No, what we don't. Seven. See, the oh, number twelve spoke to me for some reason. <laughs> Maybe the, it might be the devil himself, but I'm going to go for the number twelve million. Whispering in your ear. So, you all, you all like overestimated just how much it costs to make a film set in one location in the middle of the woods. Um, the estimated budget for this film was four million dollars. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and okay, so keeping that in mind, I want right. I want you to guess how much it made in the U.S. opening weekend. Okay, so Ooh. it's it's horror. It's in where? Wait, actually, you say U.S. My release date was in yeah, March for US. the U.K. Is there a different U.S. release date? Like, did it come out in October, so, like 2015 or something? Did it come out appropriately timed? I'm not. So this originally was, it was a Sundance film originally, okay. and he won the best director for it. Um, I don't know whether it, I think it might have came out in America first. Maybe. Let me double check. This is something I should have done before. Oh, if well. It, if it was October, fine. then I, I can see it doing pretty well. Cause yeah. I, I mean, how many of the horror films came out around this time? Probably, mm, I don't know. It's, I, I think it's, I think the demand for it in springtime actually it just goes down. Um, yeah, it also seemed a lot spookier than it was. Yeah. So <clears throat> seeming like being advertised as being spooky is like more important for a horror film really than actually other word of mouth I guess once it's out. Hmm. So okay, so it was at the Sundance Film Festival in January of 2015. Okay. So I don't know whether that's so in the US. It came out, uh, see, I don't know. Let me have a look. I'm, I'm going to say it at least made its money back, though. Oh, yeah, I, think, I don't think it lost Surely. money. Maybe we struggled to with a budget okay. of four million. So it came out to general audiences on the 19th of February, 2016. Oh, oh okay, okay. So yeah, that is a kind of weird time. Okay, I'm going to say it didn't make enormous amounts of money. I reckon, well, for, you know movie it made its budget back i'm gonna say i'm gonna be optimistic 15 mil i would say around 20 see if we're talking opening weekend oh shit I... is that what it was just opening weekend yeah yeah just you just open okay weekend uh, in the US. 250 thousand i reckon it was pretty yeah, low mine was only six mil i reckon they they made money but like for an opening weekend especially like say for a horror film people need to know what it's like before they go see it yeah, that's I'm going to go six. Yeah, probably four or five. 
I, I'm genuinely going below a mil. I'm gen two hundred fifty thousand. That's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> wow. Wait. So wait. Who was so Jake? You were six. No, I was. Oh, was that Amelia that was six? What were you, Jacob? Four or five. I can't decide. We'll say, so we'll say Amelia was the closest. Amelia was the closest. Bay. And she underestimated. So in the opening weekend in the US, it made eight. It made just over eight million and eight hundred thousand. Very good. Very impressive. Dollars. That's pretty. That's not bad. So it made double the budget just in the opening weekend, and then the overall gross in America was uh, twenty-five million dollars. Oh, okay. Sure. Very good. And then worldwide, they made uh, over forty million. Ooh, very good. So yeah. off a of four million investment, I think they did pretty well on this Heck film. Yeah. You know? They were rolling in it after this. this. I'm not thing. surprised you don't they let need him. to have this ridiculously high budget well, yeah. crap. Like a small suspenseful film that's made on a shoestring budget, which just looks good. It's just well, this good. is it. The whole film is pretty much set. Well, the whole film is set in the like the homestead anyway. Probably about ninety percent of it. Um, the bit at the very beginning where they're at the colony, I reckon they just went to maybe like a one that you, you know, like a museum or something, one that they recreated yeah. it for like yeah. historical kind of like, I reckon this went one that went, uh, you know, made it look a bit dirty or whatever for the day. They don't even um, shoot it on wides. You don't even really get much of a chance yeah. to see that set. Exactly. Yeah. Literally it's a one street and you go through the gate. I reckon you just turn the camera a little bit more. You got a fucking car park to your left or something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be really... Crispy I'm not cream. surprised it, it had a small... Yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hot dog guy handed out things <laughs> to, like, the uh, the colonists and stuff. Um, but, yeah. So, what I'll do is then... I'm gonna... I'll go briefly kind of through the actors because there's really not a big cast here at all. So, the big name in this is uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, who plays Thompson. Um This was, like, one of her earliest roles. I think this is the film... That made. I mean, I think she was a model before this anyway, but I think this is the film that made her kind of like, you know, quite famous. Because obviously after this, she was in Split and Split's oh, yeah. not so good sequel, Glass. Yeah. Um, she was actually in Peaky Blinders for a bit as well. Um, and she was in, you know, that film I think came out last year, called it Emma. Yeah, yeah she was. I think it was a retelling of something. Yeah, Jane, if, it, yeah. if it ever, um, ever comes out, She'll be magic in New Mutants, but oh, sure. You know, depending I mean, if, if we I ever see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and then she's also in Edgar Wright's new film as well. Uh, last night, is it Last Night in Soho? Yes, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in that, and she's also going to be in Robert Eggers' next film as well, which is a film called The Northman, and it's a Viking film, so that's fun. Oh. Pretty cool. Man loves his history. You know what I mean? Um. So, Ralph Innocent plays the dad, William. Oh, the and guy from all, the, all, all those Dacia ad- adverts. Or Dacia. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, like the, that's oh, right, that he was in? Yep. He was oh, in The Office as well. I didn't even know that. David also, Brent's mate. He's in Game of Thrones, Oh, he I'm was, sure. yeah. Probably. Yeah, he's Do you know what? I always get so him confused much. with Jimmy Nail for some reason. The Geordie guy, like, Jimmy Nail. You'd reckon, uh, you'll recognise his face if you Google him. Okay. Yeah. Well... This guy, um, Ralph Innocent, has been in so much. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy very briefly as a Raven- Ravager. Is that what they're called? Yeah. The oh, okay. Thing yeah. Is, yeah, he was, was. A, the pilot. Um, he was in a couple episodes of that, you know, that show, that Chernobyl show that came out last year or the year before. Yeah. He was, I think, two episodes of that. He played 
um, a first order general in the Last Jedi, <laughs> and he was in Game of Thrones. He was in The Walking Dead. He was in Harry Potter as well. He's in the last three Harry Potters. As someone called, right? he played someone called, and I, I mean, I, I could butcher the name. I don't know, Amicus Caro. That sounds like a bad guy name. I feel. I do not. I need it to rewatch like him because my name. knowledge is absolutely crap of them. Those films. Do there. you though? Do you? I mean, need to watch he's in, <laughs> he was in the last two, and he was in the one about the prince and the, the half blood prince or whichever that one was. He was in that one, but he didn't have a surname in that one apparently. Um, like yeah, Beyonce, he just often plays the guy. <laughs> yeah, he's just Beyonce. Yeah. He just was Beyonce. Um, he plays Beyonce in Harry Potter. That's, the, that's it. Yeah, um, he's just that guy who has a thick Yorkshire accent. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah. That one is like proper talk and low, like you know, like proper um, not Sean Bean, but the other one kind of thing. Anyway, um, and the mum is played by Kate Dickey, so she plays Catherine, and she's kind of similar to like our boy Ralph. She's been in Game of Thrones as well. She's kind of in lots. She has been in Game of Thrones. Is she? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. She's been in Game of Thrones she's as well. Thingy she's thingy in, been... in the eerie, and I hate her. Yeah. She's just so annoying. <laughs> well, yeah, she's been in Game of Thrones as well. She's also in Prometheus. Um, she's also a member of the, la- of the First Order in The Last Jedi. I think Jeez. she's one of those people at the computers. Um, <laughs> and then she's just in a bunch Breakout of... Breakout role. She's in, in, in it. In an episode of Peaky Blinders as well, apparently. But um, and then the rest of the cast are just kids, so yeah. I think I think that those two listings are d- definitive proof that the British, the like British, British to American TV and film industry is just the same twelve people going in cycles forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. It's like people <coughs> made Peaky Blinders like, oh man, hey, people making Game of Thrones. <laughs> we had this really good guy played a gangster in our film, and on one of our episodes, you should have him. As a knight. I mean, not anymore because, you know, Game of Thrones is over. But we're talking five years ago. This is back in 2015. Anyway. Um, okay. So, yeah. Right. We'll, 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 we'll talk about the story now because I'm going to... The story is really it's easy to condense because, you know, nothing major really happens. It's all kind of different stuff. Um, Okay, so the story takes place in the 1630s and it's set in the Plymouth Colony, which is the colony they leave at the beginning anyway. So it's not technically set in the Plymouth Colony. Um, But any American listeners would know, well, they'll know the colonies, I assume, because you learn it in school. But for us Brits who aren't taught about it, even though it's far more interesting than the fucking Tudors is, um, I'll give you a bit of background on it. Um, so the Plymouth colony was the second colony to be established in North America and it's in Massachusetts. So it's kind of like, you know, in films, when you hear about the Mayflower and Plymouth Rock and all that stuff, that's this colony. Um, so, and around when this film is set is when they would have started to settle in like Boston and stuff as well. So, um, there was like a few towns and homesteads. It's in that Massachusetts, what is now Massachusetts anyway. Um, so the film begins with the family being banished from the colony over like religious dispute. You know, the, the family's like Puritans, I think. Are they the families of Puritans, aren't they? Yeah. Or is it the way around? I think the Puritans, yeah. Um, and they go off and they build the house next to this dodgy looking forest where, um, you know, there's rumours that witches live inside and stuff like that. Um, 
so the mother has another baby and before the baby can be baptized um, a witch steals it and kills it and uses it to make this like witch like um body lotion this, this witch, is, yeah, is that what she's rubbing on herself just dead baby yeah juice? it's like an ointment or something it's like a witch ointment or something i did google it but i couldn't actually simply be for witches thing. yeah simply baby. it was like some, hey. oh. well that's it like because there's obviously lots of records of different like witch ointments or whatever so i couldn't actually find what this one's meant i think it's just meant to be a witch ointment she's like hey the devil's cool yeah boy um let's kill babies um but yeah so obviously the family's devastated by the lack of child um and kind of the tension rises between it you know the farm's just a bit shit it's you know all the crops aren't growing they're all dying yeah they um can't catch you know they can't catch any animals because they're shit at hunting um they're just having a bad time overall um so then at one point um the the youngest kid there's a, this dispute about the mother having this like cup that she cherishes and it goes missing we find out the dad sold it but the mum blames um the youngest the oldest daughter Thomas is it Thomason Thomason yeah yeah it's a whole big thing and then um the one of the the second child uh, Caleb he's like oh man they're blaming my sister he's got like a weird si- there's a moment really early in the film where he has like a weird he looks down like his sister as she's sleeping and it's a bit weird because it's like, what are you thinking about there, young boy? He probably strange. checks out her titties later on. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. It's there's, really strange. There's a lot yeah. of that stuff in this movie where it's like, it, I don't know, like it's just stuff I've seen in other horror films a lot, but in those films, it's usually like a direct point of what's going. Like there's, there's that one, I can't remember what it's called, but it's about the kids that they get locked in an office, not an office, in, in the attic uh, by like an evil step grandma or something, right? But two of them, two of them like go through puberty in the attic and they like brother and sister and they sort of, you know, start getting it on, right? But that's like a core, the, all the weird <laughs> stuff you see them sort of doing before that bit, it's because that's what the movie's about, right? Like being like locked into that yeah. space. Whereas here, it's not really about that. Like at the start, there's a big long shot of them going off away from the colony that goes on for ages with spooky little. <laughs> and it reminds me a lot of like the opening shot of The Shining. But in that you've got like, yeah. it's, it's long, but it's, and with creepy music, but you've got like this continuous camera movement going along following Bumblebee up to the hotel. <laughs> and like you, <laughs> you're being dragged with him. You know, that's what all the film scholars say. It's like, that would have been a very different movie. <laughs> was bumbling. it's a twist at the end he fucking just (laughs) (laughs) with this you're just sort of watching it for ages and you're like okay i feel like i get what you're doing and i i know you've seen that movie it's not the same so the thing with the shining is i watched an interview with robert eggers (laughs) and he was like someone in the interview she's like oh do you like horror films and essentially he's like nah nah not really (laughs) And she, he's like, oh, but I like The Shining. And he's like, <laughs> I feel, he basically what he says is, he says he when he watches this, when he watches The Witch, he doesn't like watching it because he feels, because of how much he likes The Shining. What the way, how does he describe it? He he basically describes The Witch as it smells like The Shining. It does. That's no, he's right. 
and he's like, oh, I'm gonna never watch it. It's just I can see whether I've been influenced by The Shining, and I'm like, Ugh. if you take, so like, if you take out, I was thinking about this earlier. And it was, it was something that I was like, originally I was, I was just thinking about it, like, oh, would that have been a better movie? And then I was like, oh no, wait, fuck, it's just The Shining. Was, oh, how much cooler would The Witch have been if? Uh, they talk about witches, but there is no witches. You never see any witches. The kid just starts acting weird and they all start blaming it on a witch and they might, one of them might be a witch because they're isolated. And then I was like, at that point I was like, oh, that's the shining, isn't it? Just take out the witch stuff. It's they're isolated and they go crazy and they start trying to kill each other. That's the shining. That's this movie. <laughs> that's kind of also the basis for the, uh, the lighthouse as well, apparently. Because <laughs> they just get trapped on <laughs> this guy, lighthouse. Watch more horror movies, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah this is the thing so um the thing with this film is he takes a lot of like I'll, i'm gonna talk about a bit later uh, what little information on it i have um he he did a lot of research into this like a lot of research like obviously at the very end of the film it says you know this has been taken from like journals and stuff yeah um but like the way I was going to get an aspect, like a, not an aspect, um, like a, a section of the script, but I, I ran out of time before I could find one. But essentially the way he writes his scripts, he, 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 everything that he found in his research, he pushes into the film. So that's how he tries to create the folklore is like he researches every single aspect of it. So a lot of things <laughs> like that, like the bit where, Caleb has a bit of a weird moment where he checks out his sister or uh, the bit just like just little bits like where when the goat when she's milking the goat and there's blood and stuff like that it's little moments like that where he's put it into the film because the people in that time that was like a daily occurrence right I mean not the milk blood the, the, the goat blood milk thing but I imagine the 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 scent that like how much isolation that these people would have been mm-hmm. like they've they've sailed across the world to this like unknown land and i can imagine they're a bit messed up in the head having to deal with all this stuff anyway so especially if you're isolated you can probably be like the kids like mm, i've not got anyone to look at so i'm gonna look at my sister because i'm a weirdo you know it's it's little things like that not got any access to ye oldie porn hubs what am i gonna do yeah literally so he's he's um i think it's just little things like that he like maybe read it in a story or something yeah. or read a journal where a guy was like mm, my, my sister looked a bit good and he was like that would be an interesting thing for like a one scene i think that's how he structured it yeah okay because there's little things like that throughout the whole film. I was going to say, his script is very um, much like reading a storybook. Yeah, Like, that's I've got it, yeah. it up here, it's, so if I just read, like, a tiny bit... It's a lot of description. So, like, it's just, like, internal. The witch's hovel, night, darkness, it is almost impossible to see. Passing through the shadows, yeah. extremely old and bent hands with long, dirty talons briefly catch the, fire, uh, the firelight... They place Samuel upon the centre of a crude table. Overwhelmed by the dark, he senses the danger. His delicate baby fingers open and close reflexively, uh, grasping at the air. And that's just just part of a very long... Yeah, that's just that scene. That's just that scene where she takes the baby and kills it in like 30 seconds. Because he does all this research, he likes... One of the things that he does as a director, I've seen him like talk about in like interviews and stuff. He likes to create the, like, a, like 
his films about atmosphere. Yeah. So with this being a horror film, he didn't go into it being like, this is a horror film. People are going to come out of this and they're going to be terrified. It was like, because he grew up in Massachusetts as well. He grew up around this area. So he was trying to capture the kind of atmosphere that growing up in an area like that was, it did, had, whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so a lot of his film is, it's, I wouldn't necessarily call it, because I mean, you guys see it, it's not scary, is it? It's no. Not, it's just like tense, but there's atmosphere and stuff like that. That's what he was striving for. Um, and that's, you know, birth like purely from doing all this research and when he was doing like the dialogue and shit, he had like books on how to, people used to like structure the sentences and stuff like that. So um, I really like the dialogue in yeah. this actually. Uh, it's, it's very it's, poetic. I, I did not yeah. enjoy it. Really? It took me <laughs> it took me a while to get into it because I was I was watching and I was like, hang on. So when when they say that you're not happy, you're happy when they're not on the wait. So. I just I, it, it took me too long to work out what the sentence was actually saying so in the end I just put subtitles okay, yeah, on that's fair. so while I was reading it, it I could understand it quicker I don't know but that was just me yeah. it just took me way too much brain power to actually work out what was going on but maybe I'm just a fucking doofus I don't know <laughs> well I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it's like it's, it's like it's, being exposed to like the amount of shit like that thing. And I also think individual tolerances of it. I, th- I mean, you know, I remember being in, no, actually scratch that. I remember having to do like Shakespeare back in English and stuff. And as an adult now, I'm quite interested in Shakespeare. I'll, I'll you know, I, I wouldn't mind picking up a book and reading some of his plays. When I was a teenager, there was no way there was, I couldn't stand it. I could not stand it. And the entire rest of the class, couldn't either and i don't want to just put that down to an age thing i think it is just like a tolerance thing for me with this movie it worked to deliver that fork fork tail thing yeah uh, and (laughs) gave it a particular feel which i appreciated but i i totally get where you're coming from it did it did make it feel more folky than just historical yeah we can watch something historical and they'll speak like how we do now like language and syntax will be the same as as we as we do now but it would just yeah. feel like, I don't know, like history, like more, this is what happened. These are true historical events. If you make it all folky, it makes it all a bit more mystical and magical and spooky, mm. I suppose. Did get that vibe, definitely. Mm. But yeah, yeah, for me personally, well, I that, did that's the thing. those up. Like with this film, it proper feels like a folktale film. Like it, it, that's what he strived for and he proper managed to get it right. Like yeah. just the atmosphere of it and the way they speak and all this different stuff that it proper feels like a folktale for it. It doesn't feel like like a historical Well, I mean it does because it's obviously in the past. Like but factual. like Yeah, it doesn't feel like he's trying to be like, Oh, this is what the time was like. It's like, oh I'm telling a story and this story just so happened to be more prominent in this time. Yeah. So we'll set it now, then. It's, well, it's and like it, that's this, the kind really of... quickly, sorry. There's like, like you were saying, Jacob, about um, how certain things are said. For, like this sentence I've been looking at for a while. No ease to rise on a grey day. The devil holds fast to your eyelids. Which just basically means like, oh, you, you, you're sleeping. Oh, it's or, not good. Right? Yeah, rising yeah, eyelids yeah, all grey yeah. and horrible. Or I'm yeah, really yeah don't, don't bother getting up. It's shit day. Yeah. It's just, it works well, but it, 
it took me. I, yeah. I went, when I went to go put the subtitles on, I was intrigued to see if there were going to be two tracks, one for like <laughs> modern English and one for what they were literally saying. But there wasn't. It was just the literally what they're saying because what it's they're like saying words isn't like multiple not English anymore. Stuff. It's just old fashioned. But yeah. Well, one of the things I'll talk about about Leia is he actually the way he created the dialogue. It says at the end, doesn't it, that he did it from journals and stuff. But the way he did it was he literally went through the journals and like lifted sentences from the journals and put them into the script. And then once he'd done that, he had the whole script, he then like went through them all and started changing them to making his own words essentially, but using the same kind of structure and stuff that um that the you know that the the, the journals had. Plus he had like books and research and stuff unlike how they spoke anyway. Um, but yeah, so... What were we up to in the store? I can't remember. Oh yeah, the farm was going... Shit was going down, and then... Um, yeah, so the youngest the youngest brother... No, the oldest brother. There's too many kids. Uh, they need to get a TV. Um, <laughs> but like... So... Yeah, the oldest brother, which is the second child, a guy... The kid Caleb, yeah. he obviously overhears him, you know, chatting shit about his sister. So he's like, oh, I'm going to go get us some food so they can't be angry at it anymore. Because he knows at this point that it's his dad who did it. And he's like, oh, my dad's a prick. Blaming it on my sister. So he's like, oh, I'm going to go out. I'm going to find some food. But then Thomason catches him in the morning, um, done doing the horse. And she's like, oi, where you going, bitch? And he's like, going to go find some food, bitch. And I mean, obviously this is... This isn't how they spoke back then. Um, and essentially they go into the forest and they end up getting split up and Caleb finds himself... Um, he, find, he basically makes his way to like the witch's hut and the witch comes out and she's being all seductive or whatever to a child. I hated this. Um, I hated There was weird. no need... See, like, I could get from context what was going to happen. I would have, like... I would have, I would have been fine. I would have known if it had got close and then cut. That, that yeah. does, that does a better job. Yeah. There was no need to shoot that. It's really uncomfortable. Like it's, it's really, yeah. The thing of it is watching it. Really I'm sorry. I just realized I cut you off. But like she kisses him. I like that's the bit I'm saying. Yeah, there was no yeah, need does, to yeah. shoot. <laughs> yeah, she kisses him. It's really weird. But I think the fact that it's uncomfortable watching it is the point. Like you're like, mm, that's a child, and she's kissing a child. But like, but they needed to shoot that. What, what I'm saying is, like, Roger Eggerson's a pedo. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm not. Don't sue me, Roger. Please don't sue me. But there was there was is, no is need. Because, like, is this because like his sin is temptation? I think he's, he's a good Christian boy. That's what I was like when I yeah. first had sex. I was just yelling, sin, sin, sin. Why does <laughs> <laughs> the devil's look? <laughs> Well, like, I think that's the thing, because it's really uncomfortable to watch. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, this is really comfortable to watch, but, like... You cut off you, that just, it's you don't like, <laughs> like, you're, like, you're, like you're, just, you're, you're watching The Witch, and you're like, oh, God, she's such a fucking pedo or whatever. And you just, you just then hate The Witch, but that's the point, because it's the bad guy. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, if they, like you said, if they cut it off at the same time, I would have been... 
I what you know what's going to happen though and, and, and I think yeah, I think really, with like, horror I think with horror and like being uncomfortable the best thing you can do as a director is make your audience think about something they don't want to think about mm. and yeah. you can do that without having to like shoot the dodgy shit I don't know well you that's it, like, get, like, like, like in cut. Alien in Alien they employ a lot of rape imagery to make you feel uncomfortable but they do it through like the um, face hugger props and stuff and their design they don't literally show you the act of that you know yeah well that's it like if like if they yeah like you said if they cut it off I wouldn't have been like ah I can't believe they didn't I can't believe they didn't go through with it <laughs> fucking pussies not going now oh yeah like, ah, throw some balls can't do anything like, can we anymore <laughs> stam snowflakes can't do anything these days ah but um yeah, like, it just, it, yeah, it was really uncomfortable of a scene. You knew what was going to happen. And, I don't know, it's weird. Anyway, um, he just disappears for a few hours anyway. And the dad finds Thomason in the woods and, um, you know, the, it's, it, it progresses until eventually Caleb returns and he's all naked and he's all ill and he's all, you know, delirious or whatever. And... Um, and he's been, you know, he's been, he's just been cursed by the witch. But like we know as the audience that that's what's happened, obviously, because we've seen the witch. We know the witch exists from the beginning of the film. Um, and yeah, he's just, he's just being cursed. And they put him in the bed. He's sweating loads, and you know, he's talking like devil talk, and he's sp spitting satanic bars and all that jazz. <laughs> and you know, um, you know. They pray for him, but he dies anyway. And he dies, like, saying how much he loves Jesus and stuff like that to try and, like, you know, save his soul. But man's been possessed by the devil, so rip. Um, it's all, all this kind of, like, works. Like, all this happens, like, amongst each other, but I've split them up. So Caleb dies, but at the, so while that's happening, um, the... So, you know, I missed a part off at the end of the film. So earlier in the film, when... Um, the farm bit going to shit. There's a scene with Thomason getting some water and her young, two youngest children yeah. are messing about. And she's all like, Oh, you fucking stop that. Stop messing about. And she basically to try and scare them into listening to her. She tells them, yeah, I'm a witch. I'm the witch. You know, I'm the wicked witch, whatever. Like, haha, I'm going to curse you or whatever. If you stop me, unless you stop messing about. But then that comes and bites her in the ass in this scene, because then the two kids are like, Oh, Thomason said she was a witch before. And then the parents turn on Thomason. And then Thomason... Do you know what's amazing about that? The whole right. goat thing. So right. dumb. I mean, I don't know how much people believe their kids back in the day, but you can't trust a thing a child says today. Well, this the is kids, it. Well, I think, I think she it's... fucked herself over, right? Because yeah, if she she'd did. have gone, when they said, like, oh, um, she's a witch, if she'd have gone... Oh, it's, mom, look, I told him I was a witch earlier to spook him. I'd have been fine. But she doesn't say that. She says, they conspire against me. You know? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, See, that's this true. Is the thing, though. So, oh, like, sorry, by the way, Jacob, the if time, I talked to all of you earlier, you were lagging out. I didn't know if you were talking. I, I figured I was lagging out. You'd, you'd all frozen. Right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, you got to think, right? At the time, they believed that witches were like a real thing. Like, they were like the devil is tr constantly trying to like possess us and we need to 
we need to be praying. We need to like have our loyalty to God or the devil's going to get us. So I imagine you get accused of being a witch straight away. Well, I mean, you know, like all the whole like Salem witch trials and stuff. You get accused of being a witch. They're not going to like look into it. They're like, shit, she's a witch. I've seen, but I've seen, sorry, I've got no head. I remember. I was about witch, to say, witch, sorry, I've got witch, no witch, head. Witch, 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 witch. Well, that's it. That's what, that's what, that's what was going to happen. He was, the dad was going to get on the phone and was going to be like, oi, I'm going to come through the door. That's, that's how the film should have ended. The trials um, were such bullshit as well. It's like, well, yeah, if you that's die, it, yeah. you're not a witch. If you don't die, you're a witch. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, on fire. If she dies, then she's a witch. But uh, like, it, it, well, that's it. That's the whole thing. So like being saying like these kids being like, oh, she said she was a witch. The parents are going to be like, shit, you know, possessed by the devil, whatever. Um, but then they then switch the mind, they, they change the mind straight away when she's like, oh, but those kids have been talking to the goat. And they're like, oh, shit. So they're witches then. They've made the deal with the devil. And it, it just it's a big old switcheroo. But anyway, the dad. Um, our boy William he's a bit confused about which of his kids have made a pact with the devil and which haven't <laughs> he just locks them all in the goat shed and he's like stay there let me figure things out you just chill in there for a bit okay I don't know um, how I did this right but I missed every instance of the goat before this scene I don't know why I don't know how right I was clearly always just looking away whenever the goat was on screen so the first time I saw the goat was this brilliant like juxtaposition where William's like, he's like praying and it's an intense close-up. He's sweating and he's heavy breathing. The music's going, and then it suddenly goes, Boom! and there's a shot of the twins next to this goat. And I've never fucking seen the goat before. And it's just nice. chilling. And it's this happy, cute little goat. <laughs> that goat saved this movie for me honestly it's like it's like this is great I'm, I'm 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 a goat i'm being looked after there's all these interesting people around me i'm getting fed between takes sometimes i'm getting fed during takes so that i go off screen at the right time i'm a goat this is the best <laughs> see it didn't look threatening you said that, i know actually. what it's like symbolizing but it just looked cute and happy to be there <laughs> So it's really you said that actually because you, it? <laughs> it really the did. whole time was just trash. Yeah. Like, oh look, goat, happy goat. <laughs> I, I couldn't come back. I was too focused so, on the goat. Uh, the thing with the goat, the thing with the goat. I watched. I, I I was watching like a bunch of different interviews with Robert Eggers, and out of all of the animals in the film, he said that the goat was the only one that didn't want to be in. The, that didn't want to be there. <laughs> So all the, the dog and the horses and that hair and stuff all, you know, cooperated. They wanted to be in the film, you know. They were happy to be, you know, Hollywood stars, you know, on the screen, whatever. Apparently the bit with the crow, it was so well behaved that they got it in one shot. Nice and perfect. Nice. The goat, on the other hand, was called Charlie. <laughs> My guy. They originally had three goats and they eventually only had one because they couldn't get the other two to do the stuff. And Charlie was very i mean i can't remember what exactly he said but he 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 would sometimes just chill and sit down and do what he's meant to do and other times he'd just go a bit mad and apparently the, the guy who plays william ralph well, ralph innocent charlie actually put him in the hospital for a day one of the days because <laughs> I, I don't know whether it was when they were filming the scene later on where he dies but yeah, he, the, the goat put him in a hospital. Actually, he ran Bloody Man. hell. Yeah, apparently. 
in the interview, he didn't say why he put him in the hospital, but yeah, he put him in the hospital. So yeah, the goal did not want to be there. You can imagine Fair. them being like, right, right, listen, Ralph, right. Are you okay with us actually trying to get it to ram into you? Like, it's not actually going to like stab you, but like, should we give it a go and make it look as realistic as possible? It's actually fucking impaled him. And he's just... And he's like, oh, I'm from Yorkshire. I get pierced by goats all the time. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. I'll do it. Oh, man. But yeah, there you go. So there you go. So... Um, Charlie the goat or as he's known in the film is Black Phillip um, yeah he was not he was I not still a, love that goat he was not I still love goat. that goat but yeah he's, he's a cute goat and he's chilling all the time um, <laughs> but yeah they get locked in the uh, they get locked in the goat shed with him and they wake up in the middle of the night and there's some old woman like drinking his milk and it's really weird and stuff um, and then the next morning the dad comes out and his goat shed is fucked up and he's all pissed off because he lost the receipt from B&Q so he can't get a new one. Um, <laughs> and obviously two of his kids are missing. I can't remember what happened to the goat. Is the goat dead? What happened no, to the no, goat? No, no, no. So the goat, nah, the goat, the goat, the goat has a go at him. Yeah, it, the goat comes back and has a oh, go at yeah, him. Oh, yeah. The goat kills him, doesn't it? Yeah. And she wakes up just in time to witness that. She's like, ah, fuck. The goat killed my dad. Rip. And all those logs fall on him and he's like, fuck. Um, and then the mum comes out. She's like, oh, you witch. You've killed my husband. You've taken my kids. Um, so, you know, it's, you know, shit's going down. So Thomason in self-defense has to kill a mum with a cleaver. You know, just nice horror film, classic horror film stunt. Um, so with the whole family dead, Thomason goes and talks to the goat. And she's like, fucking, you know, talk to me now, you bitch. And then the goat's like, hey, I am actually Satan. Lol, tricked your whole family. <laughs> and she's like, ah, oh, you silly Satan. I knew it was you the whole time. <laughs> and he's like, hey, well, I mean, you've not got a family anymore. So how about you just sign your name in my book? And she's like, got you. So she signs his name. And then she, um, he's got his cloak on. She's walking around her. He's like, hey, take your clothes off because you're mine now. He's really weird and, you know, he's the devil. So then she goes into the forest and finds like a coven in the woods where they're all, you know, they're performing. What was it? I found out what it was called. It was called a witch's Sabbath around a, um, a bonfire. And, you know, they're all naked and they're all doing the thing around it. And she starts laughing and she starts floating away because she's a witch now. You know what that reminded me of? what which bit the end the bit of, the it reminded there. me of the end of beetlejuice where she starts flying and having a good time <laughs> well that's it she's happy now she's a witch yeah she, she loves it she want. loves flying and having a good time Do doing witch step with her buddies our sisters just like with our fanny flaps like blowing in the wind she's... dancing with the bonfire bro <laughs> <laughs> every woman's dream she doesn't have to she doesn't have to worry about praying no more she's already signed a soul over who gives a fuck She's like, ah, fuck that, man. I'm the devil's bitch now, man. Devil becomes like a rapper or something, you know. Um, but yeah, and then at the very, very end of the film, it comes up, you know, directed and written by Robert Eggers. And then after that, it says, you know, he gives us a little message saying that the film was inspired by folk tales and fairy tales and written accounts of historical witchcraft. And that a lot of the, obviously a lot of the dialogue came directly from those sources. Um, but yeah, so... 
a lot of my stuff I've said after this I've already said. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said before, he, he, the way he structured the actual dialogue was through like written accounts and taking all the pieces from it and just general research and stuff like that. Um, right, so let's have a look. Excuse me. What have I got here? This is, this is where I ran out of notes before. So, but yeah, okay. So I'll talk briefly about the, the actual folklore that inspired it. Um, I mean, how much do you guys know about like witchcraft and stuff like that? I'm going to say bare minimum. Mm. Yeah, ne- next I don't, Yeah, I don't know a lot. So the whole Salem witch trials, that isn't actually this. So Salem witch trials were way later on anyway. They're way fucked up the- as well. I don't know if you guys have done research on it, but, like... Yeah, they were well messed up. So the way it used to be is, it was like... um, So some of the the historical accounts that he did in research for this film weren't people just blaming, like, women for doing stuff. It was women, like, blaming themselves and being like, I'm a witch. And it was cases of... Like, for example... The example Robert Eggers gives in the interview I watched was he read a thing about a woman who... She killed her child and she was like, oh, I'm a witch because I've got this desire to do it again kind of thing. Right. But that's just, it's, it's things that what we know today as being like depression and <clears throat> like morning homicidal tendencies yeah. and things. Yeah. Um, but back then they were like, oh, I must be a witch because I have these feelings. It's the devil, the devil's got me. And that's where a lot of the stuff is. Yeah. But then obviously... There's the whole mass mass hysteria of the witch trials. I think, was it in the 1690s, I think it was, which is way after this anyway. I think it was 1692, I think, or three. One of them two. Um, And plus Salem's way up the coast anyway, so this isn't where it was anyway. Um, But this is kind of the start of that. And then I think the whole witch trials started because... It was like a husband and a wife accusing each other or something mm. of she doing it. And then that and then kind of everyone... She accused him and then everyone was like, well, yeah. you must both be witches. And then it was a whole yeah. thing. <laughs> it's, it, it's a whole thing. Yeah, literally it was... If anyone did anything, if that was slightly, you know, witchish, I guess. If someone breathed wrong or whatever, they'd be like, oh, she's a witch. And then those guys would appear with from sorry I've got my head and they're like which which you know Burn that's the where uh, thingy but yeah so that's a lot of the so a lot of the accounts that he had when it said historical accounts of witchcraft a lot of them um, come from that kind of era where witches where everyone was being blamed for witchcraft yeah. left right and center you know so okay <laughs> that's as far as my notes go. The film's, you know, the film's good. It's got good folk stuff. So this is my question, though. I said I was going to end with a question to give us kind of a bit of a discussion, right? So um, obviously the film is kind of a historical horror film. So I was thinking about this the other day. I think it'd be an interesting thing to ask you guys. If you had the chance, right, what, what time period would you guys set a horror film in? Like what points in history do you think would make a really good horror Ooh. And this is what I mean. You're gonna have to think about it. Or was it just a question you can answer straight away? You're gonna have to give it a sec to think about. Ho- okay. Define my limitations on horror. 
It could be, well, it depends. It can does, be whatever. Does a slasher like, count as a horror? It can be, yeah. Okay. If you want to make well, there's like There's different a, types a, of horror, a, isn't there? Okay. Well, yeah, it just depends. Like, because there'd be different times for different. So, like, you want to make like a, a medieval horror, you could do a slasher because it's knights slashing each other open kind of thing. But then with something like this, you, I don't reckon you could do a slasher horror in this time setting nah. in like this 17th century see a part of me that's it a part of me kind of likes the like setting of it like the kind of the 80s so it's modern but not quite modern enough where they can all just talk to each other instantly like there's there's still enough recognizable like cars and lights and stuff that can flicker and electrical bits that can be tampered, tampered yeah. with but it's not modern enough that they can solve the problem more easily by just like googling it or like phoning each other when they need help. So I kind of like yeah. that, but it's also already been done quite a lot. Yeah, or like well, modernish see, horrors. That's anyway. the thing. That's the thing with like it. The way it worked was because I mean, obviously, we didn't grow up in the eighties, but a lot of its fan base were aimed at people who. It would have been the same like group of people who not only read the book when it came out, but grew up and were young in that time anyway. Yeah, so I think so that's why that kind of horror time period works because they would have had experiences like that. Because I mean, everyone had like experience when they were younger of like horror stuff, like seeing ghosts or whatever, you know, mm. like stuff like what, that. Seven, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the eighties like, are really good. Last fifty odd years, maybe I think um, six, not before the nineteen hundreds, I think would work. So yeah, like 60s or 70s, 80s kind of era. I personally. I, I, while thinking, I realized that both of my answers were like, well, so there's, neither of them are good, uh, but there's two different, well, okay. There's a one highly contextual reason why it's not good because it is a good, maybe a good idea, but it's uh, whatever. I'll get to it. So one, the bad idea, I was like, hmm, what can I do with, with a slasher? And I was like, what about, what about a slasher movie, right? But the slasher in question is a dinosaur. And then I was like, <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> the, uh, the Flintstones wasn't real. Uh, there was no crossover between humans and dinosaurs. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> as, as fun as an idea as that sounds if we want to be historically accurate we can't do that and then my other one was like 1920s America Lovecraftian horror and then I realised that Lovecraft County's coming out in like a week so it's not that it's a bad oh, idea yeah. it's that it's literally happening so yeah well <laughs> see the one that I thought of when I was thinking of it it's very similar to it's a I mean, like you said, the whole Flintstones dinosaur thing, you know, obviously dinosaurs and humans never coexisted. But it's very it's similar in a sense that it's that far back. Like, um, do you remember that gate, that Far Cry game that was set? Back, Far Cry back Primal. Then? Primal. Yeah, that one. Like a horror film set around that time. I mean, it might be, it might have been done. I don't know. It, I've, I've not done any research into the time period or seen any films that do it. But it's not necessarily a horror in the sense that this is like folklore, but it's just the horror of living in that time period. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. it would be kind of I don't know, maybe a family traveling to like a certain having to travel, move the camp or whatever, and they have to fight off like 
this other tribe or something like that. Or maybe a member of a tribe gets kidnapped and the main character has to go down into like a cave system or something and fight off other people. I think it would be the horror would come from it not necessarily it being scary, but just the, the aspect of like the everything was a threat then. Yeah, being yeah, hunted. Like, not something like an in, yeah, not yeah, like something supernatural, would, but just everyday dangers of like yeah, being eaten cool. by a saber-toothed yeah. tiger or yeah. eating a shitty Literally. plant or you could something just be, like that. Yeah, you could just be chilling at like a river and then a fucking mammoth steps on your face or something, I don't know. <laughs> um, but like, you know what I mean? There's stuff like that. I think that's that would be an interesting time to experience, especially with horror, because there's not many different... I mean, I suppose what was that? What was that animated film that was set then? The one with Nick Cage. Ice Age. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, the Ice Age. <laughs> no, the the other one. The I mean, one have you where seen Nick that Cage baby? It is whatever. a fucking that's, horror that's movie. That's pretty fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> but now I can't remember what the film was called. But that was there's different things. But I think horror would fit into that kind of time period quite well. Mm. But it's really difficult when you think about it, like what kind of horror films would work because half the appeal with horror is people are like oh that could be me in that situation but if you yeah. said in the past you eliminate that yeah. straight away so mm-hmm. it's about finding other creative ways of getting that horror through something that's you know gone but yeah there you go what about um what about you amelia you've got so many like spooky aesthetics and oh, stuff well this is the thing <laughs> I, I was thinking like what would i do and to be fair it it's not like you say it's kind of like this this film in, in era wise but it's not so i don't know if any of you guys have seen the there was i can't remember what it was but a couple of years ago they re uh, released jane eyre which is the bronte novel yeah yeah um and it's quite a dark novel to be fair to, from the start but that version uses a lot of like music but not like the screechy violin music just like really mellow like really sad music mixed with like dark visuals and like there's points in the film because like obviously the whole idea with Jane Eyre is that she falls in love with this guy who's actually got an insane wife locked upstairs because she just goes insane and the whole idea is that the wife in the middle of the night will come out and try and kill people and it's a whole thing it's really it's good it's a good film and a good story to be fair and so like I was like imagine doing one set in like your Regency area which era which is just after um King George III the one who had all that nonsense with America Oh boy. just after he's been fit to unrule so Prince Regent has to take over and like it's that era you could play with light because you've only got candlelight to work with and daylight yeah. and you've got like mm. these kind of spooky scenes with like mist on the moors and like imagine doing something like that and then instantly I'm like yeah but werewolves are fucking cool as well like throw a throw an <laughs> American werewolf kind of Fuck yeah. off the moors kind of thing in there like I don't know I that era is like Welsh spooky and spoopy, and I'm, I'm down for it. But like, I can see that working. Know. It'd be quite cool because, like you say, the minute you start kind of throwing history into it, like you say, like 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 your more modern horror films, it is very much like this could be you. What watch out? There could be someone in your mirror. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, just yeah, like yeah. nonsense. Mm. Whereas, I like the idea of a hor- like for for me, a horror film is. Like, I don't like horror, which is literally, let me show you this guy getting his head stamped in five times. That's yeah, not yeah. for me. For me, like, that borders on, well, are you a serial killer because you want to watch someone die? Like, it, it's, it, I, I don't, I don't know, it's, it's a whole thing with me. But I, when I think horror works is 
when it, it's telling you a story and just freaking you out and getting you, like you say, to think about it and it's more of a psychological horror and yeah. it's more like, well, even though you're not from this period, how fucking terrifying would it be if you were? Or like, yeah. just, and like I, I just think sometimes, especially with modern horror films, and we've had that quite a lot where like modern films have just been like, I'm going to throw a thousand jump scares at you. It's all freaky ghosts. But I think a lot of the time, and I think like like a lot of 80s horror films are really good because there's story to them and like I feel like that's what modern horror films have really lacked in the last couple of years this story element so like you say with this The Witch and stuff there's not a lot of story but it's more about watch this unfold like and I, I think that that to me personally is a good horror film yeah yeah I agree very good Fair. There we go, see? Nice. Not lots of historical <laughs> movie ideas, so if you're struggling to come up with a script idea, folks... They are. It's in the chat. <laughs> for a free yeah, one. As long as you get credit. So, that was our little discussion on The Witch. What we're going to do now is going to go round in a circle and give any final thoughts we have on the movie and individual give it scores out of 10. <clears> I'm going to use math to get an overall score out of 100 and see where it ranks on our list to the best to worst <laughs> movies of all time. Amelia, kick us off. I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, yeah, I feel like I need to stop being a pussy and I will actually attempt to watch this film because like I said about the sounds of it, it's just unnerving and I'll be fine. Watch it during the day. It'll all be all right. Um, <clears throat> but from what I saw and what I researched and the clips I've seen, it seems like a really good film. It does seem really cool. Um, I think we do need kind of more films like this in the horror genre. So for me, oh, I, I don't want to give it the score that I give everything, but... I'm gonna go just solely on the basis that I haven't basis that I haven't watched it. It could be higher, but from what I've seen and what I know and what I like about it, it's gonna be a seven. Seven, Jacob. Yeah, it's a. I hadn't heard about it before seeing it. Uh, having seen it, I could have. I don't know anything new. It's just out there. It's fine. Um, I went in the mindset thinking of, right, it starts on a 5 out of 10 and we'll give it points for good stuff, take away points for bad stuff. And it didn't really move from 5. It, yeah. Nothing really that incredible happened. Nothing super terrible or boring <clears throat> happened. It was just fine. I was expecting it to be a big twist at the end. Like, I was expecting Thomason to, like, sign away her, her soul in return of being able to be reunited with her family. But then she'd be the witch at the start. So it was like kidnapping. It, and it kind all of feels like I got I got a similar vibe, and I feel like the the finale of the movie is a much more interesting start of a movie. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Just, it was a bit. But you do the I mean, you do the pretense. The family all kill each other, and then it's like, okay, now where do we go? Ooh, yeah, you know. Yeah, but it was when you, off podcast. Joe said that it gave him like. Um, Midsummer vibes or like and or hereditary and those two are much more I think they do a much better job of being creepy and freaky and tense without being like a horror film this one was just a bit kind of eh empty so yeah I'm gonna stick with a five <laughs> wait sorry you cough when you said your score oh five five cool <laughs> See, all I got was a lagged out it was <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah uh joe 
Um, so I mean, I mean, yeah, I agree that it's thingy. Like it's not. I think for me, a lot of where my score comes from, it comes from, like, just knowing how much research you put into writing the script and how much kind of like, I just it's the time period and stuff. There's really there's not a great deal set kind of in this time period. And I find this time period, I find like colonial times really interesting anyway. Um, I mean, and there might be more stuff set in that time period, but like you don't, they don't really advertise it in the same way they do over here as they do. I imagine in America, because it's not really a time period that we ever learn about at any point in any of our history exams ever. Um, so I think for me, a lot of my score comes from like, him like mixing horror with the this interesting time period that I like, um, so I, I just like the whole folklore kind of thing. It's you know the whole one of the things with pirates is that I love how you've got like fucking the kraken and all the you know different rat things about the tale <coughs> scene. It's, a, yeah. it's the same thing, but it's different. It's a diff. It's it's on land and it's in like spooky woods and stuff like that. So I think that's where I like a lot. I like a lot of it, and he's he, he tries to get as much of it in the film as he can. Um, I just appreciate the aesthetic of it. I think like the candlelight and the the the, the dark tones and stuff like that. So I'm gonna give it an eight. Eight, cool. Um, I did not get on well with this shining fan fiction. Um, like I said, I, I did like the dialogue quirks. <laughs> that's a strong point. Um, it gave it its own feeling. Uh, but I, I kind of, I kind of went in with a very similar attitude to you, Jacob, like straight down the middle to start with and let's see if it, what way the, 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 the weighing scale turns. It's not shot badly, but it's not shot. Interestingly, everything is in frame. You know, there's no bad shots, but there's nothing particularly exciting. It's gray, light blue color grade, which is the basic horror color grade spooky music that goes <laughs> yep I've, I've seen yeah, this one before ticks, do you know what I mean see yeah it takes one the of the things but... I forgot to mention what is he one of the things I forgot to mention about the music was the guy who made the music um watched a video and he invented he invented an instrument for this movie well I didn't hear it <laughs> Why? yeah well Why? this is the thing like it was. It wasn't an instrument. It was just a bunch of different things strapped to a box. Right. And he would go ding, and he'd go to make the sounds, and yeah. You couldn't you tell that it was anything. I'm sure if you go, if you go on YouTube, it'll it's it, you'll be able to find it. It's like there's a violin string that goes across, and the only reason he invented it so he could do all these things at once instead of just doing it digitally. Has he heard so. of like an orchestra? <clears throat> no, apparently not. Just, no, he just oh, doesn't have any friends. Them. That's what it is. He has, he has, he has, does it, just doesn't want to. Doesn't want to yeah. get a computer. He doesn't want to whack out Pro like, Tools. That's it. Um, so I, I probably would have ended this this movie neutrally, like Jacob, and given it a five. But that goat really made my day, man. <laughs> <laughs> just I can't. I I I actually burst out laughing at him. Just sat there with the kids, just chilling. I know what it is. I love that goat. So I'm going to give it a six. So that gives us an overall score of... Oh, God. Here we are. 65 out of 100. 
Okay. Whoa, serious? Okay, there's one film we have to compare it to. Okay. Uh, I think it's fair to say lightning round here. Amelia, The Witch or Spider-Man? Which 2000, one? 2000, uh, the first one, Tobey Maguire. Sorry, uh... Sam Raimi. 2001, 2002, whatever it was. See, this is hard because this is like you say, it's like kind of You've watched one of these movies. Yeah, I know, but that's that's what I mean. As much as I love the idea of this film and it's like, it's proper spoopy, I'm going to have to go with the one I've actually seen and will watch again. Yeah. Which is unfortunately Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Jacob? I mean, yeah, Spider-Man without a doubt. It's just... (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing more to say on it, really. Joe? I don't know, because Spider-Man, I'm going to watch Spider-Man way more than I'm going to watch this. But I'm just kind of on a like, historical kick at the minute, so I'm, just, I'm, I'm going to pick The Witch just to give it some kind of like, like credit, you know what I mean? Fair enough. Uh, I would go with Spider-Man, so it doesn't win. Uh, so that puts it at number 28, being between, being between Spider-Man and just below it, Castle in the Sky. I mean, I'd watch this over that again, I think, to be honest. I don't, you know, I don't know. I think I prefer I Castle I in the Sky. Same. Yeah. That was the same, though. I like the aesthetic of it, but I think I enjoy the aesthetic of this more. Yeah, but you Friends. need to remember, it's they purely... both have pedos in it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that was a Nazi pirate one, wasn't it? <laughs> so that brings us to the most important part of the show, and that's finding what we're going to be watching next time. So what we've been doing... For three episodes in a row has been history has been american history and i was trying to have a think try and keep it relevant and i've i've picked an american thing Ooh. i've picked something where history has been involved because the two main characters have had to write a history book report before we started off the year with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. We're just about to have Bill and Ted face the music come out. Next week, it's Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I've not seen that. Right. My boys. Right. I've not seen that They're one. Coming no. back. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, is this I, the first I just, time we've like revisited a franchise? Possibly. I think it is, you know. I think it is. I think it is, yeah. Now, I mean, technically, we've done two Star Wars films. Technically. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> about that <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you very much for watching this episode about the witch let us know what you think of the episode and the movie in the comments down below consider giving us a like and a subscribe if you've enjoyed uh, this and you've been watching on the YouTube if you've been listening to us on your favorite podcasting apps you can also hit that subscribe button leave us a rating on iTunes that's pretty cool and it's the Outtakes Movie Podcast for both if you want to watch and listen that's how it jumps across you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram for show updates and little things like that by searching for The Real Outtakes and that's the lot thanks for watching yep. see you next time <laughs>